Alright, hey guys, this is Chris and uh, I'm here with episode 2 um, for Connect Stephenville. Um, if you're not familiar with this, what this is about, you can go back and listen to episode 1 where I gave just a little summary of my ideas on this, um, a little bit about me, um, and, 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 and so go back to episode 1 if, if you need some more details. But for episode 2, um, I'm here with the owners of CAMS. Um, if you guys are not familiar with them, they are a restaurant and a bar here in town in Stephenville. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves because I don't want to I don't want to say your name wrong. I know that we talked gotcha. about this before. I thought, I'll just let you I'll let you it do happens that. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. Well I'm Jan Camano. And I'm Kaylee Camano. So um, we're the owners of Cam's here in Stephenville. You know, we kind of specialize in Neapolitan style pizza. You know, we definitely do a lot of cocktails, drinks, stuff like that, and you know, our biggest advocacy on everything is just quality, consistency. You know, we fresh. We want, exactly, we want to make sure that you know what you get whenever you come in, you get what you pay for. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? So yeah, cool, cool. So let's let's kind of um, let's back up and kind of start and tell. Let's talk a little bit about you guys. So uh, maybe you can tell us. How you end up in Stephenville? Uh, maybe a little bit about where you were, where, where you lived before, um, and just 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 tell us about you guys. Okay, um, I'll go back okay. to when I was a wee boy. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so originally, I was uh, born in Puerto Rico. My dad's actually uh, Air Force, so he was in Air Force thirty-two years, actually. So um, recently retired a few years ago. But so when I was young, we moved to Abilene. So he got station Abilene when I was in fourth grade and I basically grew up in Texas so for me Texas is home uh, definitely Puerto Rico is still there definitely influences me quite a bit just because I grew up in that type of household so that's why you'll see all the beachy stuff in here okay we really like it so though yeah. um, so after high school went to school at Texas Tech um, stayed out there for a little while then got into banking after that so um, as far as bar stuff, I've always been all through college and even a little afterwards, I always bartended, things like that, kind of ran some bars, definitely like to create drinks, things like that. So um, stayed in banking for a little while. I got an opportunity to kind of move and work with my wife at a medical <laughs> facility. So we've been working together a long time, I yeah. can tell you that much. Yeah. So um, that's what I did before we moved here so okay. um lubbock basically abilene lubbock dallas then austin we were in austin for quite a bit before we came here to stephenville so i basically moved here just to open cams okay cool and uh, then for me um i was born in arizona we moved here when i was i guess six uh, we moved to brownwood so my dad could go to howard Payne for seminary so he could become a pastor um, and then he kind of bounced around between being a preacher and being a sports writer. So <laughs> okay. um, it's kind of a weird combination, but I, I guess it kind of worked out for him. Um, we moved to Stephenville as a family um, the summer before my senior year of high school. When I was 17, he took the, a job as the sports editor of the Stephenville Empire Tribune. Oh. Um, so he worked for them from 2003 to about 2008 or 2009 as their sports editor okay. um, 
And then right out of high school, I just went back into pharmacy. I'd worked in a pharmacy in DeLeon when I was in high school, really enjoyed it. Um, so then I went back into it after high school, um, became a pharmacy tech, worked in that for about 15 years. Okay. Um, kind of at every different stage doing that, um, long-term care, got into pharmaceutical compounding, um, okay. hormone compounding, sterile compounding, and um, just really enjoyed the chemistry and all of that behind it, which helps me now in dough and cooking and all of that. <laughs> really? um, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so then... It's uh, funny how it translates. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, yeah. Um, helps behind the bar as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jan and I met in 2009 whenever he was still in Lubbock and uh, did the long distance thing for a while and then yep. kind of ended up together in Austin and got married, started working together. <laughs> <laughs> came to Stephenville a lot to visit family okay. and just sort of saw um, a hole or a void that we felt needed to be filled okay. and right. um, kind of got the ball rolling on it. So we'd come and, you know, kind of want to go sit down, have drinks somewhere, get some food, stuff like that. But, the, you know, there's places here in town that you can most certainly do that. But for us, there's kind of certain things that we look for and we weren't kind of finding here um so we just thought to ourselves you know if we're going to do something you know we had originally looked at doing something down in the austin area um you know but austin's very saturated and there's you know yeah. a million different places i mean it's just it's kind of absurd how many places there are so we really wanted to do something that would actually benefit the community so down there, you're just another, whatever, it's just another new place, and gotcha. after six months, it's, okay, okay, on to the next one. Okay. Here, you know, we really wanted to make something that we could do very long-term and really kind of have an intimate relationship with the community and the school and everything here. So we saw the opportunity to kind of come and do that, and that's, you know, why we decided to come here and open cams. And this is when it was just sort of a prospect for Tarleton to go D1. Okay. Um, so it was kind of an exciting thing for us to kind of start it all um, when it was just sort of like out on the horizon uh -huh. um, and kind of be able to get in, get established, and then to have that happen afterwards while we're already here is kind of a cool thing for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So do y'all have a high percentage of your business from the college? Um, I would say we do get a lot of college kids in, but I would say the majority of our customer base are people in town, people that work here, people that own businesses here, um, are going to be the majority of the people that come in and eat here. Definitely, um, you know, now that we've gotten a little bit more of a foothold in town, we'll probably... Um, try to get some more college kids in here or there you know maybe one day a week or something do college night something like that you know yeah. it's kind of you know something that we haven't really tapped into that much really we have a lot of tarleton staff so right. you know we yeah. we are connected with tarleton in that way right. just not really right. no student yeah student student wise, student -wise yeah. you know yeah it's kind of still there so okay cool um, so tell us for those who have not been here, kind of what, what you guys have, like from a menu standpoint, uh, you know, a little bit about your, 
you know, why you put things together the way you did. Like, why, why is it pizza and drinks? You know, why, why is that, you know, just maybe you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, we, we wanted to do something that wasn't available here. So you can, yeah, you can get pizza here, and there's a lot of good pizza here. Um, but we like the Neapolitan style a little bit better. Um, we wanted to focus on the quality of our ingredients and who doesn't love pizza and beer. Um, Jan is really good at handpicking a lot of craft beers, and you'll see a lot of them rotate um, as he finds new ones and bring in different seasonal ones and stuff like that. Um, we bring in some Caribbean food on top of that. A lot of them are um, things that Jan's mom might have made growing up, like our right. uh, our pork that we use for our Cuban sandwich. That's his mom's family's recipe. Okay, cool. um, So there's a lot of family influence in our menu as well. Cool. What, what is Neapolitan pizza? What, what is that? So mean? Neapolitan pizza is the original pizza that um, it came from Naples in Italy. Um, so it's the very original pizza that was invented. Um, it was basically made for the working class. They, it was a poor man's food. They would cook it in, you know, their oven. It was cheap to make and it was made to be folded up, um, where they could basically put it in their pocket and save it for later. Really? Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. A lot of the ingredients uh, didn't have to be refrigerated because there wasn't any refrigeration over there. So it was just a very uh, basic poor man's food. Okay. Right. Cool. What in, It's transformed a little bit these days to where it's very specific on the types of flour you can use, the types of tomatoes you use to be yeah. like a true Neapolitan style pizza. Um, you know, all these things have to be, you know, like the sauce that we use, the marinara sauce, like you can't be adding sugar and salt and all this other stuff that a lot of other places do. Okay. It's just, if once you start doing that, then it's not Neapolitan style yeah. pizza anymore. You so, have to use a certain type of tomato. Right, you know, so dough wise, you're looking at basically flour, water, yeast. Salt. That's it. Salt. Yeah. And that's it. So I it's mean, a lot, those are the it's only naturals. Right. It's a very natural, exactly. um, very light. It you has know. to be proofed a certain way it has to be mixed a certain way um, right so and also with our wood-fired oven um, we don't use any gas so it's all just all wood so yeah. you know you're normally around you know 700 to a thousand degrees somewhere in there you so know, how long does it take for it to cook at that temperature i'm curious so if you're up to the temperature that you really should be at you're looking at about 90 seconds Two oh, minutes, wow. maybe. Okay. Yeah. If cook, you're cook a side of it, basically spin it 180 degrees, and cook the other side, and it's done. Right. Okay, that's cool. I was wondering because I know, you know, we've been in here, and uh, of course, when you're busy, it takes a little while. But like, if you're right. slower, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that was really yeah. fast. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I assumed that the cook time must be. Right. Be it is, and it's, it's specific for that type of dough as well. And what you want to achieve in the Neapolitan style pizza is a very soft, um, kind of chewy inner crust, basically, the okay. dough on the inside. And then the outer should be kind of light, airy, little pockets of air okay. inside. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, they we, we make it to where you can kind of pick it up and eat it. But originally it was made to be either folded up or eaten with a knife and fork. If you go over to Italy and have this pizza, you're probably going to eat it with a knife and fork. 
Okay. So does it not have the edge around it? If it has the edge, it's just going to be a lot more floppy okay. in the middle. No. We just don't we don't want to do it that way because we don't want it, all the toppings to fall off when people oh, pick yeah. it up because that's how you eat pizza around yes, here. Yes. So yeah. um, naturally, people are going to pick it up the same way. So okay, I see. I see. Uh, I feel like when y'all so when y'all first started, we came here, and I remember it was kind of they were different. Like, it kind of changed. Like, it seemed like everything was kind of in the middle, like you were talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you weren't going to pick it up and get everything. Right. I, so, I don't know if y'all changed it a little bit, but... Sometimes, a lot of times, that just depends on kind of, like, how it's put in the oven and then moving gotcha. things around. So, okay. what will happen is, so, you'll obviously see them. They have it on a peel, and they try to get it in the oven. So, sometimes, some of those toppings will, like, roll into, like, <laughs> oh, a, yeah, a yeah. certain section. So, we try to do our best to yeah. limit that. Yeah. You know, and... um part of that comes with you know employees really getting comfortable with doing that yeah. oh, I got you. it seems really easy to do but it actually takes you know not to give it up to our employees i mean they've caught on really uh-huh. well and they do a fantastic job mm-hmm. like yeah. you know people think it looks really easy to actually do what they're doing but uh-huh. it takes a while to actually really get good at it you oh, know it makes sense. i mean it's so that's that's kind of sometimes that's what happens it'll kind of centralize right. in a certain location then i think we've just gotten to a point where everybody's really good about kind of spreading things out now right. and getting okay. it. Yeah. And I the proportions, they're, right. they're a little bit better so. with it and just not having one entirely new staff. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, don't, don't turn them loose. Yeah, right. it's just very yeah. challenging whenever you open a restaurant for the first time. You know, you have an idea in your yeah. head of how everything's going to go and you train everybody, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they're all new employees. Yeah. Um, and you kind of assume that they picked up what you said and they're going to use it. As they, well as they can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like, ah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're super busy those yeah. first, um, so they're just, yeah. they're That's, doing the best they can. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of the good things about anybody who's been in here will see that uh-huh. me, one of us is always here. Oh, yeah. Either yeah. me or Kaylee, like, if we're open, one of us is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't leave, we don't whatever, so... Yeah. It helps for us to be able to kind of stay on top of that stuff and make sure oh, yeah. that, you know, stuff's kind of getting done the way it should. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, that makes wow. sense. Um, so so let, let's talk about the drinks a little bit because, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the questions I had, you know, we talked about before we started was, you know, what makes y'all's margaritas so good? Because y'all's right. frozen <laughs> house margaritas are like really awesome. And um, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a huge margarita fan because right. a lot of them are so strong and so sweet. And I don't care for that. Um, and you, y'all's are not like that, right? Um, so, so you know, talk talk about your drinks and, and maybe what you do different. You know, our my biggest philosophy on drinks is for me, I'm really big on like a cocktail needs to be balanced and needs to not be overpowering. Like, so every drink that you get here, you're getting your full two ounces of liquor in it. Period. Right. The reason sometimes people will say, like, oh, it doesn't taste like there's anything in it. I'm like, it's not supposed to. And I think that's kind of like a misguided. Yeah. To me, I mean, if you get a vodka, whatever, it shouldn't just taste like straight vodka. No. That either means you're using really cheap vodka or you're just pouring a whole cup of vodka. Right. So for us, really, we focus on a very balanced cocktail. And so for us freshness the ingredients that we use so basically our margarita mix you're talking lemon juice lime juice simple syrup you know we use a higher quality tequila and uh-huh. uh, as well as our like triple sec is higher quality as well right that'll be the same thing with all of our drinks we put a lot of 
time and effort into kind of crafting these. I mean, we'll try, what, 20, 30 different variations of the same drink. Yeah, just back uh, just to, to back, back sure, going down the line, right. tasting each one. Just to make sure that, okay, we need to do a quarter of this instead of a half of an ounce. And, you know, this or that to make sure. And then same thing with the mixers that we use. Right. I mean, we go through 10, 12 different mixers, so we want whatever, grapefruit juice, something like that. We don't just go buy a grapefruit juice. We buy a bunch of them, try them, see, okay, this one's natural, doesn't have a bunch of sugar added to it, awesome, doesn't yeah. do all this. The same thing with um, strawberry puree. We couldn't find one that we liked because it was all just pure sugar, yeah, strawberry-flavored water, whatever you want to call it. So we make our own. Oh, wow. I mean, it's kind of, and we, we can't find it. with a lot of things. Right. You know, we will hunt and hunt for either in the bar or in the kitchen we'll hunt for something that's a certain quality and if we can't find what we're looking for we'll make it ourselves yeah yeah um if it's not up to par right with. right you know so i think that's really cool i didn't know that but um of course i mean i work in the in the fitness mm-hmm. world and, and obviously you know diet what we eat is important right and uh, and with drinks and pizza for that matter, like you can really really overload. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know it's cool that you guys use natural ingredients. Um, so you know I mean you could it could probably be said that you know by keeping the natural ingredients, taking all the sugars about, you can reduce like the caloric impact oh, of sugar by like fifty percent right. or more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just by you know having something like you guys do versus right. you know uh, maybe you know, right. something something different. Cheaper. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean that's kind of. We try to stay health conscious on just about everything. I mean, pizza's pizza, but there's a huge difference. I mean, you're talking about, so you say like a pizza from us compared to a pizza, Pizza Hut or something like that. As far as calories, calories from fat, all this other stuff that you're looking at, it's going to be a lot less, especially on your carbs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the crust is so thin, almost everything is pushed to the crust, all that. So if you just basically, even if you just stayed away from the crust... To be honest, which most people aren't going to do because it's right. really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right, right. Um, but you know, you're taking in a lot less. Yeah. And you know, you'll feel after you eat it, you're not all bloated and yeah, you know, like you swallow that. Yeah. Exactly. basketball. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we try to keep in. If you ever have questions, you know, we always have customers come and ask us, "Does it have this? This?" You know, we'll always do our best to look and make sure that yeah. you know we're meeting whatever needs you have. We do have a lot of customers that have very specific allergies, uh-huh. um, and so we're normally able to work around whatever allergy it is they have and find something that they can still eat. Um, That's cool. Where we know what's on our menu and we know what goes in to what we make because we make it. Right. Um, we developed all of it, and right. we're we're a lot more hands-on. Right. Then I think you'll find in yeah. a lot of places. That's I'm, very cool. Right. We have very, like, we know exactly what we want stuff to taste like. Uh huh. So, you know, that's what, same thing with the drinks and the food, all that. We'll go through, I don't know how many different versions of something before we actually try. We'll get, you know, pepperoni wise, what oh, did we gosh. try? I don't know how 20, many pepperonis 30 different we yeah. ones we before we settled on the ones we have now. We did tests on it to see, you know, how much grease was yeah. released from it. I bet. Um, we, it was <laughs> just, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, it's it was, kind of crazy once yeah. you actually delve into it. Okay. You know, I think a lot of times whenever people are doing stuff, they just kind of, okay, there, there's one. We'll just use that. 
right. without really like yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's putting the it, exactly, exactly. You know, instead of putting it through its paces and making sure it's exactly what we want it to be. That's cool. So we'll never put anything out that we aren't a hundred percent comfortable with. I got you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So. Cool. Uh, and y'all have salads too. Y'all have, y'all have yes. a couple other things. You yeah, got, you got we dessert. have. <laughs> we have a really huge salads actually. Yes, um, I've seen. I, I can't finish one, um, especially. So we have a, a caprese salad. Um, it's going to be in salad form, not your traditional caprese salad where it's just the mozzarella and basil and tomato. Um, so we do toss that in romaine and make it an actual dinner salad. Um, we have a Caesar salad. You can add chicken to any of those. And then we have a Cobb salad that has a little bit of everything on it. And we've had large grown men come in and order it and not be able to finish it. So, yeah, kind of look at it as like, you know, for me, a lot of times I'll get a salad from somewhere and, you know, you're trying to not eat something heavy, especially if you got to go back to work or something like that. But, you know, it, it's not enough. It yes, still so needs to hold you for the right, rest exactly. of the you know, Exactly. So I still need at whatever. least like four hours for it to hold me over at least a couple hours yeah um so that's kind of why we made them the size that we did we do have a lot of people ask us for side salads and all that we don't really have it but yeah you know um but that's why we did the salads we did so it could be an actual meal for somebody okay so. but a lot of people even even though we don't have side salads you know normally a couple people will come in together they want a salad so they'll just get a caesar salad and they'll split it between okay. the two of them so people are pretty good at finding solutions right right for it yeah we usually just have the pizza and count it as a cheap <laughs> right exactly right but, uh, <laughs> it's um, not a bad idea yeah so 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 on, on that topic you know uh, going back to the drinks because usually your crap beers are pretty heavy margaritas obviously you know mm-hmm. so i'm sure either way you know do you guys have drinks that are on the you know the lower sugar side you know if you're really really trying to diet i don't ever want to say you're not you shouldn't drink really because that's counterintuitive to me but no i mean that's not really a realistic thing especially if you're going out and these days it's not whatever i mean you can always do vodka soda with lime something like that we'll bring in um like blind lemon um is one it's actually a seltzer that has like a little bit of a lemon taste to it so we had that and i'll bring it back um now that it's warming up yeah yeah and that i mean zero sugar zero carbs yeah in it uh five percent alcohol and we can mix that in like a chill tin or something like that so okay. you get your cool. lemon vodka regular vodka in it and so we'll always have something that we can definitely make yeah. your you know less sugar yeah. less everything so no, and i mean i think that's cool for people to know um especially like a lot of the people that that i talk to because um Maybe they want to go out somewhere, but they're trying to do right. good, you know, trying to eat right, which we're encouraging that, mm-hmm. you know, with our program right now. It's like, um, I think it's good for people to know at least there's an option. Like, because usually if you think, well, drinks and pizza, I probably can't go there because mm-hmm. I'm trying to right. do this, trying to do that. So, I mean, they come here and get a salad. You can make them something that, you know, and, they can even have, have a drink. We do have a couple of our, um, our regular cocktails, like on our cocktail menu that people yeah. will you know, it has a scoop of sugar in it. Well, they'll ask us to do it without the sugar. Okay, yeah. Or, you know, if it has, mm-hmm. like, our, our lemon chilton, it has a little bit of simple syrup, and you, you can get it without the simple syrup. Okay. So it'll still have, you know, some calories in it just from, well, yeah. the vod, you know, vodka itself, but it can yeah. be modified yeah. to be a little bit lower. Yeah, you're just trying to stay away from getting 30 or 40 grams of right. sugar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. stay away from the rum. Yeah, and yeah. you know, definitely don't juice. do like whiskey and coke yeah, or something exactly. like that you know yeah, exactly. exactly you want to stay away from your actual yeah. like sodas and things like yeah, that right. yeah. but you know we can always 
come up with something. I mean, yeah. I'll even make something up for you we, if you want to. We try to just yeah. problem you know. solve. We don't really like saying no yeah. on too many but, things. Yeah, and I mean, I know just, I mean, from, I mean, I've been up here quite a few times, and I know you're always kind of right there available. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the other night we were out here and it was cold and my kids didn't prepare well, so y'all lit the fire and all that. So, you know, it's yeah. like, um, you know, I know you guys, that's one thing I think, you know, to highlight in, in a lot of businesses is like, you know, sometimes you don't get that type of service. And, uh, you know, I know when you come here, like, you guys are always here and available. And so I think that's, a, um, I mean, it's something that I like to see. And it's one of the reasons, like, when I started thinking about people to interview, you know, you guys came to mind. If I'm going to sit and talk to somebody in a restaurant, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> right. I well, go we there and I kind of see how yeah, y'all run yeah. things. And so, no, we appreciate yeah, it. And you. that's the thing. We always try to make it a good experience for everybody that comes in. Yeah. I yeah. mean... If you come in and have a bad experience in the morning, you're not going to come back again. And you're going to tell other people not to come back. You know, and it's more than that is like we, those aren't the kind of people we are. I don't, you know, for me, I think it's strange when you go somewhere and get bad service. Yeah. Like, because there's absolutely no need for it. Right. Like, it's, you know, it kind of just throws me for a loop whenever it happens. And it happens to us pretty often. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. You know, so for us, we're very much like nobody should leave here with a bad experience right. you know anybody that does hopefully you know it doesn't happen that much but hopefully they come to us if there's a problem yeah while they're here yeah um and then we can solve it no i think that's a great point and, and that's something you know as a business owner that i've had to you know, over the years i've learned is that um you know is how to take complaints mm-hmm. it's like okay is this like is this a complaint or is this like a real issue and, right and it's really easy to like jump Initially, go, oh, there, there was nothing. I didn't right. do anything wrong. We didn't exactly. do anything wrong. Right. And sometimes you need to take just a second pause there and go, well, maybe, maybe we did. Yeah. Right. Maybe we messed exactly. up. Exactly. And right. if you can own that, I think people exactly. are real forgiving and right. You know, so that's cool. Um, and being here is so. part of that too. Right. Obviously, right. you got you know. If you're not in your business, you don't know. Right. And that right. helps what's going on. our employees as well because they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. One They're of not us, put in a position right, to where right. they have to problem solve and, yeah. you know, take a, a weird phone call or handle a complaint. They right. know if to direct it to issue, us. You know, yeah. Right. yeah. There's a lot of stuff that they can handle on their own just because, yeah. you know, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, as far as anything, you know, more extreme or whatever, you know, they always know to just come get one of us and we'll take care of it. So it kind of takes that off of their shoulders a little yeah. bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. So on the on the employee note, that's probably a good transition to our next topic, and mm-hmm. um, with what we've got going on right now with the yeah. you know the virus situation, and uh, obviously, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say about every small business in town is affected some way or another, yeah. most um, negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are probably a few that are doing well still that are have not seen any change at all. Right. I think those are few and far between from who I've talked to. So. Um, so, so maybe you guys can just kind of talk through, you know, how, how this has affected you over the last couple of weeks and, and then, you know, what you're, you know, kind of where you're at right now. And then maybe we can uh, talk through maybe plans as you come out of this. Right. So if you want to start that. Um, well, obviously shutting our bar down was the, the first major blow. Um, I understand the reasoning of it, but um, it's something that we take pride in. So to not be able to serve alcohol to not be able to allow dine-in customers um we obviously can do carry out we do quite a bit of it but for us um the experience of dining out is kind of part of it and 
just getting away from distraction, um, sitting down and enjoying each other's company mm-hmm. is part of it for us. So to have to close down that entire part of our operation was kind of, you know, a big blow for us. So yeah. we, we transitioned as best we could to carry out. Um, we did that all last weekend, um, you know, and it worked for us. And we did, I'd say, the best we could right. for it. Um, yeah, we then, had originally planned on doing it again this weekend, right. but once the all the developments happened on Wednesday as far as, you know, the whole the shelter, in place. shelter in place, and we have a lot of employees that have gone home, you know, during this time that, um, you know, need to, like, travel back and work and all that, and it just, it finally hit a point where it was like, okay, well, let's just take a step back. Let's close, make sure everybody's safe. I don't want everybody driving around, coming in, doing all this other stuff. Um, And kind of just play it by ear right now. I mean, we're kind of just going week by week as things develop. I mean, I think right now you can't really think that far ahead as far as like, okay, when when can I open up or when are they going to let the bar open up? Because nobody knows. Right. So every week we're just getting new information and, you know, as soon as we can open back up and we feel like it's going to be sustainable as well that it's not going to be like okay we're going to open this week and then a week later it's oh no we had a bunch more cases or whatever and then everybody has to shut down again yeah um so that's really kind of the hardest part about it is really not knowing oh so i I mean this could be you know another two weeks it could be a month i mean we don't know and that's yeah. You know, one of the hard parts, I don't know what to tell, you know, your employees, what uh-huh. to tell people, you know, because a lot of them rely on the money they make here. I mean, that's why, you know, last week when we stayed open, we knew a lot of places kind of shut down a little bit, but we wanted to make sure that our employees had the money they needed to pay their bills and didn't have yeah. to worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's kind of a tough, it's a tough issue right now. Yeah. You know, I've kind of found it interesting to, to live in. I mean, like real uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Yeah. There's always. I mean, life's full of uncertainty. I mean, exactly. we never know what tomorrow brings. But this level of uncertainty right. of like, okay, I am government, government mandated. That, exactly. That I close my business, yeah. and I am reliant on them to allow me to reopen right. my business. Right. And that's a level of uncertainty that I think most people don't understand. If you don't have a small business, like that's hard right. to understand. Yeah. But and I think that's an issue that is never really something that crosses your mind. No. You know, whenever you open a business, you put all the work in, you do all this stuff for it, and then to be told that you have to right. do this. And it's out of your hands. You know, and, and that's the opposite of what it. you think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the opposite perception that a lot of people have with, like, small businesses and things like that. It's like, oh, you want to open your business, you can do what you want. You're your own boss. Exactly. You can make all the decisions, call the shots. But it's not, that's not the reality of it. It's not. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are seeing that now to where it's a flimsy yeah. deal. I mean, I think it sheds light on the fact that really as much as you think you can do all this stuff and call the shots, do whatever... No, not really, because very easily, like we're seeing, it's they a can very tell you, fragile oh, by the way, yeah. you just need to shut down, or you can only do this, yeah. whatever now, and really, we have absolutely no say whatsoever in it. Right. And so. then in the meantime, you have, you know, your employees are kind of looking to you for answers yes. on, well, you know, how long, how long till we can come back, you know, it's going to be a week, or two weeks, or three weeks, and 
you don't really have answers right. for them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> living living yeah, through exactly. it as well, and it's yeah. uh, man, it, it, you know, for me, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but it's a it's a little bit of a maybe a scary precedent. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Because. I don't know of a time that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we had 9-11, I mean, did they say right. shut down? Yeah, we're I just think people just bought a lot area, of gas, and right. that's they really in all the area, you know, around where it happened, you know, I'm sure business shut down and stuff like that. But, right. you know, as far as the rest of the country, I don't think that was no, right. I don't remember the any. case at all. So, yeah. you know, it's a very eye-opening experience right now to kind of, you know, take a look and be like, okay, well, this there needs to be some other things in place as far as us being able to have more control over our operation. I understand we're trying to slow the spread and all this other stuff, but, you know, realistically, you're almost looking at a higher chance of me leaving here, getting in the car wreck and dying, than me contracting yes. COVID and dying from it. Yes. You know, there's inherent risk in being alive right. in general. Yeah. Um, not to say what everything what's going on isn't what's necessary and I a hundred percent believe that you know we'd need to do what we have to do uh-huh. um, to you know slow the spread and all this but you know it is very telling to be completely told that you have to do something yeah I, I've had a hard time just personally understanding the, the fear behind right. it because I haven't, from the beginning, been afraid of the virus. Right. No, yeah. Um, and yeah. so I've had, you know, that's been a struggle for me. Uh, I mean, I've had viruses before. Yeah. I've had 104, almost 105 fever with some unknown virus back, gosh, like 12 or 13 years ago, where it's right. like, I don't know what this is, but I feel like I'm not. That's what, yeah. and we've talked about that. There's just so many times that you go to the doctor, they're like, oh, it's a virus. You know, it just has to run its course, and you just... You know, and it's... I'm... And, say I don't know if I'm just missing it or but the information that's coming out isn't as alarming as a thing kind of what's happening right you know and it's just I don't and that's the problem too is as far as numbers I see everything numbers are all over the place as far as like what we're doing who's got it where it's doing how much it's spreading things like this and you know for me that's hard to to gauge like okay are we doing the right thing are we not yeah you know but like we were saying before i guess we don't have a choice right right well and i think that's an interesting topic on the numbers you know i didn't know you worked in banking but if you worked in banking you understand numbers you understand statistics statistics and you you understand how to look at the big picture and and i think that that's one of the things that a lot of people are missing is the big picture the big numbers not Mm -hmm. you know you can talk about the number of deaths which is tragic but when you look at that on a percentage standpoint, it, it's, it's very, very small. Wrong. And so it's a, it's a hard conversation to have. Um, I exactly. just, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we talked about this uh, before we were recording, you know, is that uh, the ability for everyone to have a different opinion and still mm-hmm. get along and exactly. mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important here is to right. see the other side, you know, see, um, which is, is part of my, you know, idea behind this, this podcast is let people see you know, from the other mm-hmm. side, um, um, you know, from a small business side, because um, I think that uh, we, we have some uh, uncertain economic times ahead of us. Right. Yep. And, uh, and I think that there, there is, it's, it's right 
to have some concern on that. And I think small business owners are probably really at the at probably the hardest hit um, right. for you know the bigger corporations. Um, if this goes on long, we'll have problems right. too. But exactly. it's a uh, um, it's it's a little bit of a scary time. So um, so so with you know with with that discussion, I, I also think that this can teach you a few things. Um, you know, so I was in business in 2008 also mm-hmm. when the economy mm-hmm. tanked right. and, uh, man, it was scary. It was yeah. rough. Um, you know, and I can look back then and say, you know, one of the lessons I learned is that debt sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, you know, we had a lot of payments and, right. and, and, and when, you know, when you're just running along and cash flow is good and you can make your payments, it's good. And then when your cash flow goes to like 50%, it's like, Wait, right. what now? Right. So we learned some lessons back then that helped us be a little more prepared for this. Exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, what you guys think about it. You know, as far as lessons learned, you know, things you might do different or just things you're seeing that might help other people. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, like you say, with the, you know, debt and paying stuff. It's, it's funny, though, because all this, it's not really funny and sad, but like all this happens and all that. And I can tell you the majority of, you know, your landlords, your apartments, all these they're still going to want their check at the beginning of the month, yeah. you know? And so all these people are basically mandated out of work. And then as far as bills go, most of the time, all these people are still going to have to pay up at the beginning of the month. Right. So, you know, it's a very fragile system. The uh-huh. place everybody thinks it's, you know, rock solid. It's, you know, something like this is really going to be telling over the next few years as far as how well things actually work and, you know, hopefully at the end of it, it'll kind of open some people's eyes as far as like what they're doing or even legislation to protect the citizens from things like this as far as, you know, just losing your job as far as six leave, things like that. I mean, we're one of the only countries that don't really give people sick leave. It's kind of just work, 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 pay your bills. Forget, I don't, and all the know. time that I worked in pharmacy, whenever you're exposed to all of the sick people, I'd never worked anywhere that had sick leave. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, so you're exposed to every single thing that walks through the door. Right. And then if you get sick, then you're just on your own without pay. Right. So it's just kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, things learned right now, I don't... It's tough, really, to reflect this early. Uh-huh. And look, I mean, I guess learn things I didn't think could happen are happening. Right, right. That I didn't think would happen yeah. are happening. So, yeah. luckily, you know, we are in a position where we're kind of, we're stable and we can get through it and yeah. all this. You know, that always depends on how long this drags of out. Of course, yeah. No. And what the, long, what the long-term effect of it is. Yeah. And I think right. that's kind of one of our biggest concerns right now is yeah we can be told in two or three or four weeks that we can reopen and go back to business as usual but it's uh-huh. not business as usual no. for everybody else who's who's just lost six weeks of pay or That's right. whatever it is That's and then right. whatever industry they're in it's suffering as well so it just kind of trickles down and yeah. it's not just everybody can open up their doors one day and right. then every and then life just goes on right Right. Um, it's going to be a long time right. before everybody can recover from this. Well, and that's I think so. I think preparation is probably one of the biggest things right. that everybody will learn right. out of this, and those lessons can stick with you a while. Um, 
but I, th- I think that is an interesting point because um, we we work in obviously very different industries, but mm. but we're both um, we're, we're kind of in that ex- ex- extra expendable income top like yeah, exactly. people can choose not right, to go exactly. out right, right. and eat exactly. right. they can certainly choose not to go mm-hmm. have drinks because right. that yep. costs more than eating at home exactly um, yep. and they can choose not to go and work out and, and pay us for our facility right. and our, our service you know so um i think there's definitely some uncertainty just like you said when the doors open again it's What's not going to be business yeah. as right. usual most likely no. i think if it's short term enough we might see a big spike because right. we're just ready to like and get out of that like house. you just yeah. open right. exactly the cage right at home school for you know yeah yeah but our businesses are, are luxuries that's you right know, for people you know, and, and that's the thing is like we're people reliant right that's right you know without people we have no business yeah, yeah. I mean you know that's that's yeah. it I mean you know the people we take care of I mean this is very telling for businesses that aren't fiscally sound yes so you know your businesses that have been a little bit lax in you know what they're buying spending all this are are really going to suffer more than the businesses that have a very sound and do things like that are fiscally responsible basically yeah you know you don't have all this money going out you know thinking like oh okay next month i'm gonna you know, i'm gonna have, i'm gonna make this next month i'm gonna do this whatever i mean i think for a lot of businesses that's going to be very eye-opening to them to not you know, maybe change some things and make sure you have a cushion at times yeah. because otherwise you're going to be, you know, out in the cold, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of on the same lines, I know people are excited to get their stimulus checks, uh-huh. but I mean, it's not going to go far and it's not right. really a stimulus whenever all these people haven't been working. That's right. And it's a it's survival. Just gonna, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's just going to go to pay their mortgage or to buy their groceries or, you know, to keep their lights on. Right. Um, it's not quite like the stimulus check back in, what was it, 2009 or... I don't know. Whenever, oh, I forgot whenever about that. George yeah, Washington got like a thousand dollars or whatever it was, dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, that, and that was just like yeah. Yeah, that was just a stimulus, okay. But yeah. this is this is oh here you can pay your bills a little right, bit. You know right. you won't be as far behind. You're gonna keep getting yeah. further and further behind. But here's like a a little yeah. nugget yeah. for yeah. you. And I'm, you know it's a double edged sword with that too because it's okay. So we get this money now. You can you know it eases some tension a little bit but you know eventually in a couple of years i mean that's when taxes go up mm-hmm. yes. so we have to make that money back somehow and right. normally that it's comes from free. us yeah that's right you yeah. know so everybody in a few years will have to basically cough that money back up yes to you know cover it so yes. it's it's good and it's bad but you know that's just kind of how yeah all that works you know we right get something short term and affects us long I think there's not a right answer to any of no, it. Not at all. I don't think I don't anybody think so. knows what to do you know, so everybody's certain, just scrambling to try to right. do something which certainly I guess can't is good. Sit here and be like, oh this is exactly what yeah, we this need is, to do. If you do this, this and this then it's yeah, gonna be you know Yeah. It comes back down to that kind of being able to see another person's view and, right. and and I hope that they're I hope 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 that we have some learning you know right. like with people being able to see other people's side that's yeah. kind of one of my ideas behind you know doing these interviews yeah. is like you know look look at the other side of this right. and and, and uh, I think there's this idea that all business owners are 
rich. Just right. rolling yeah, in exactly. it. Yeah. And so, so they ought to be able to just rely on their millions that are in the bank exactly. right, to survive this nice, thing. Because as soon as you open yeah. your doors, you're... Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Um, and, and so... I think that it's important for people to understand that. You know, one of the things we were talking about this this morning, one of the guys I'm going to interview um, as well, we talked about, you know, within our group, because um, we've got a you know pretty good group, pretty tight group, is that he said, you know, we ought to, like, the first week that everything's open, we need to, like, get a group and go, like, to a different spot every night. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. Just something yeah. to try to get out and we'll kind of put, right. you know, public, like, hey, get out. Right. Let's get things exactly. going again. Because if everybody sits, then everything sits. Right. right. But if we can, like, get out and get things and moving, I mean, it's like sometimes there's more, more money available than what people think. They get scared after things right. like this. Sure, so, yeah. You know, and that's even, you know, one of those things. It's like what, once a week or something like that. Just pick a place, whatever, if you can't afford it. Well, you still want to get out and do something you know just pick a place but one day a week you know it's not gonna yeah. you know yeah. hurt yeah. too yeah. bad so we have happy hour yeah we'll i mean i would hours. i would hope you know one good thing that might come out of all this with everybody either losing their job going home having to stay home all this is i think people can start i don't know do any sort of self-reflection kind of figure out what is most important to them yeah yeah i think this is actually a time because most people don't get time to just kind of sit and really reflect and kind of see what's most important to you That's you know right. we're so busy working so busy paying our bills so busy you know taking care of kids doing whatever you have to do that you don't really get a time to sit down and be like okay is this actually what i'm really yeah is this what kind i'm of living wanting for? to do yeah exactly is this yeah. just you know is it even worth it i've been doing the same thing for five years and i'm miserable yeah you know, yeah. this could end up being, you know, for some people, a turning point in their life where they can say, okay, look, this stuff could go away at any point, so I yeah. might as well kind of do something or work towards something I actually like doing. Yeah, and I think when, you know, when you find that thing too, you're willing to give up, like, let, you know, the new car payment and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, maybe I'll drive something a little older. Yeah. Because right. I can do what I like. And, yeah. and, and you begin, I, I think, no, I think you're absolutely right that, um, you know, I hope that people take this time to to really sit and just maybe figure out what's best for them, right. and and that also tends to uh, lend itself to more compassion for other people exactly. that are trying to do what's best for them. And, right. and if we could come out of this, and everybody is a little less interested in themselves and a little more right. interested in everybody else, mm-hmm. then you know, I think we will have have definitely seen some positive change. Yeah. And I think we have seen a lot of people just being a little more helpful to each other and a little more neighborly and you know grocery shopping for their elderly neighbor who can't go out and you know being like oh you don't have any toilet paper well I've got a couple extra rolls here you can borrow some of mine and just stuff like that that before everybody was so kind of wrapped up in themselves that they didn't really look around and see what was going on and now they're kind of forced to I guess barter with each other and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with each other. I've got flour. You have yeah, exactly. Exactly. The old barter yeah. system. Exactly. Man, that thing works you know, for a I've long got, time. I've yeah. got some eggs if you've got right. some lettuce. Yeah. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. So, good system. You know. Yeah. It helps in that aspect, I guess. Yeah. And hopefully it, hopefully it sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to see some positive changes come out of this. Yeah. I really do believe that. So I think so. I mean, that'll be, you know. I say is always a silver lining. I mean, yep. Let's just hope so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I guess we can kind of wrap this thing up. Maybe you guys can tell everybody if they haven't been here, where are you located? Uh, when are you open? Uh, and 
and hopefully we'll we'll see you in here soon. Right. We are located at 223 East College Street. We're kind of catty corner to Ronaldo's. Um, you can kind of see us from Washington, but we're just sort of right off Washington. We're open Thursday through Sunday, um, normally, whenever we reopen. So normally, uh, we're open Thursday from 11 to 9, uh, Friday from 11 to 10, Saturday from noon to 10, and Sunday from 11 to 9. We also do all-day happy hour on Sunday, and then we have happy hour specials on um, Thursday and Friday as well in the afternoon. Yes, and all day on Sunday. Happy hour. And you guys are on Facebook. Yeah, I did say that. Okay. My bad. We're on on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, That's always the best way to kind of find out what's going on with us, uh, especially whenever we're going to reopen. Um, find out new drinks that we're launching, pizza of the month, um, just what's happening yeah. here at CAMS. Cool. Yeah, that Facebook, Instagram is definitely the best, yeah. especially right now with all because we're changing things week to week. Right. Yeah. So you know that's the best way to follow us is yeah. is on there. You know we'll always put signs on the doors and stuff like that on what we're doing. But we're very responsive on there as well. If y'all, if anybody we are does the ones have questions. That respond to stuff yeah. on there so cool um but right now i think we're just gonna like we we're saying we'll just take it week to week hopefully you know this week i'm thinking probably next week is gonna be a lot of the same i think so most yeah. likely and then hopefully after that then we can kind of maybe start getting back into some sort of normalcy i don't think they'll open everything back up completely no but um you know, at least we can maybe start moving, taking steps in the right direction, and hopefully before too long we can be completely open and yeah. get to serving everybody. I sure hope you're right. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Me too. I think it, I think yeah. I'm on the last to open list. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tough yeah. it's a tough time right now. I yeah. mean, it's it's rough. Yeah. I, I mean, almost everybody I know is affected. Yeah, absolutely, know. absolutely. Well, I appreciate y'all taking time to sit down and yeah, visit with me. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, appreciate you're it. very welcome. And uh, everybody listening, we will continue, or I will continue, to uh, visit with some other business owners in town, uh, try to kind of connect you guys to, to what's going on with them right now, and uh, maybe you can learn a few things that you didn't know about them and their business. Uh, so until next time, y'all uh, take care of yourself. <laughs>